first in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It is spouting off. And yes, spouting off is a good thing, not a bad thing. It's gotten a bad rap. But in these days of censorship and um, the strange notion that there's only one opinion that you're allowed to have, only one way to look at something, which is the antithesis of everything American, can you imagine if all the founders were told there's only one way we're going to do this and we can't debate it, we can't discuss it, we can't disagree about it, we're going to create a country dedicated to freedom and liberty, but you're not allowed to disagree. Now, I don't think uh, that's that would ever have happened and our founders are spinning in their graves today. Well, We heard in the news a little while back, uh, masks, no masks, masks, no masks. Well, nothing is ever consistent. You still are required by the usual suspects to believe that masks work, even though we know they don't. You're still required to think they did work, even though we've been futzing around with this COVID thing for two years and, and lots of forced mask wearing. Uh, Did it do anything? No, of course not. If it did, maybe the, um, (laughs) the narrative wouldn't have lasted for two years. But no, they wanted their cake and they wanted to eat it too. They wanted to force slave masks, muzzles on your face. And they also wanted to tell you that they worked and that's why they needed to keep doing them for two years. Uh, Most of us have already had COVID, but... Uh, we're still being forced not only to, and bullied when it comes to COVID, bullying it in the hospital, bullied in emergency rooms, bullied in urgy centers. There is a whole uh, domination going on whenever the C word is mentioned, COVID, COVID, COVID. All of a sudden, you're not allowed to disagree. You're not allowed to think differently. And you certainly aren't allowed to make your own health care decisions because body autonomy only applies to abortion. That's it. Nothing else. Well, uh, so now we have airlines telling you that masks are optional. I know that our, our great friend and producer Juan, who's a pilot, uh, Juan Goud, is thrilled because now he can maybe breathe air instead of his own carbon dioxide. And people are thrilled, I'm sure. But let's unpack this just a little bit and ask ourselves, um, not long ago, the CDC said, no, you have to keep wearing the mask. For what reason? We don't know. Actually, we do know. We're just pretending we don't know. Masks create uh, obedience, submission, collectivism, 
tyranny and uh, mass compliance with whatever the medical establishment and the Marxists want. Uh, you can call them the Marxist medical establishment. So uh, we know what the only thing that has been effective with these masks and the whole thing, and that's been tyranny has been effective. The uh, march to the Great Reset, the march to global Marxist communism, socialism with only a very small number of people, including big pharma, which the left used to hate, including that, uh, being in control. See how I interrupt myself to make an aside, but I still usually remember where I was. So uh, it is amazing. Now it's a patchwork quilt. You, you have to get a mask. You have to put a mask on to get a blood test. But when you go out to the store right after the blood test, they're optional. Is this the biggest cartoon you've ever seen? It is. Now, I have one more theory before I move on because there's something I want to cover before we move on to our guests. Uh, and that is this. Not long ago, not only did the CDC say, okay, you, even it was supposed to be up on, uh, what was it? It was supposed to be over April 18th yesterday. And they said, no, you still have to keep wearing them because we're never going to give up control. Uh, we're going to keep lying to you and claiming that it's for your own good when it's really for our own good, for our ability to uh, subjugate you, control you, manipulate you. And yes, bravo for now. Florida, a Florida judge said, this is a complete overstep. Talk about an understatement of the CDC's authority. They can't just make mass mask mandates. Say that fast five times, mass mask mandates. And yes, I did. Uh, no, it is preposterous. The problem is it took two years for them to finally get around to this and two years of children being abused, children not being able to look at their parents' teacher, uh, teachers' faces and be able to imitate facial expressions. This is abusive to the development of childhood. But of course, that's nothing new to these people. They're abusing children and childhood uh, on steroids. And notice, do not ever forget that this is being done by the same people, always the same usual suspects. If you, they're all, uh, I, I hate that despicable word, uh, uh, intersectional. What it means is if you believe us on one thing, you have to believe us on everything. If you agree with us on one thing, you're obligated. If you agree with us that, um, uh, uh, socialism is better. If you agree with us, the Democrat, uh, America destroying policies are better. You also have to, and you're a feminist. Well, then you're required to believe that America is a, is a racist country. You are required to believe that, uh, it's okay for a 250 pound male wrestler to pummel a woman in a wrestling match because you're an intersectional feminist, which means you swallow a bite, you got to swallow the whole fricking thing. And that wasn't even what I was going to say. What I was going to say was <laughs> too much to say, too little time to say it. 
What I was going to say was that they were playing with us and toying with us that they were going to reinstitute, reinstitute the masks. And now they're uh, letting you go face free or at least choosing whether you want to breathe your own carbon dioxide or not. I think we're being played that way too, so that we will falsely thank our captors for letting up just a little on our captivity. No, they never had a right to do any of it from the very beginning. I thought it was preposterous at the very outset, but after 15 days to slow the curve or flatten the curve, two and a half years later, going on two and a half years later, there should have been a mass outcry. And there was, but the propaganda media won't report it. So uh, we're glad that that uh, you can fly now. Uh, I think the airlines were losing their cookies and their uh, revenue because people refused to fly. And I'm not sure I want to fly anytime soon anyway, because I'm disgusted with this uh, bullying and intimidation that happens on airplanes. God love the pilots that get people to where they need to go, like Juan Goud. Let me use the last five minutes of my time here, actually it's seven, but who's counting, to share with you something that I was listening to. I, I enjoy listening to unusual radio stations in the car. And so there's this one Broadway station that I listen to occasionally. I go back and forth because there's so much lefty politics everywhere. We get assaulted, even in our entertainment, especially in the entertainment culture. And what did they do? They played on the Broadway channel a throwback to the original song from Gigi. Now, I want you to listen to this because... Talk about politically incorrect, and I love every second of it. Uh, listen closely to the first 23 seconds when um, uh, the male, I think his name is uh, Gaston, Gaston, not the same as Beauty and the Beast, where he's realizing that Gigi is no longer a little girl and maybe he's attracted to her. And he's trying to talk himself into the fact that Gigi is in fact just a little girl. Let's play this audio from the original Gigi right now. She's a babe, just a babe. Still cavorting in a crib, eating breakfast with a bib, with her baby teeth and all her baby curls. She's a tot, just a tot. Good for bouncing on your knee. I am positive that she doesn't even know that boys aren't girls. <laughs> Whoa! Did you hear that? I'm positive that she, she's such a babe. She's such a tot. I'm positive that she doesn't even know that boys aren't girls. Do you love this or not? This was the way to insult Gigi. This is the early 60s, and we have to ask ourselves, so how offensive is it to say that you are an ignoramus if you think boys aren't girls? Now, it gets even more interesting because they changed it for the revival. <laughs> I listened to the revival of Gigi, which was done several years ago, and nowhere... 
Nowhere was that lyric to be found. No, you're not an ignorant tot if you think boys are girls. You are progressive. We're being indoctrinated with a new false reality for their political purposes, and we ain't buying it. That means not only do they have to tear down our monuments, trash our culture, dismantle our justice system, but they have to rewrite the lyrics to our most treasured Broadway shows because you can't say that everyone who's who's got a brain in their head thinks boys aren't girls. No, no. The progressive, enlightened view is that boys are not only can not only be girls, they can have babies, they can menstruate. And uh, doctors can be wrong about calling them boys just because they have male equipment. That doesn't make them boys. No, gender is fluid, don't you know? And, uh, you know, children at four can decide what gender they are. Now, don't forget, because it does get complicated in this progressive, exciting world of stupidity, don't forget that while gender is fluid and there's really no boy and no girl as children are taught in public schools, what an outrage. This creates gender dysphoria, I just had to say, just so you know I'm being facetious. Not only is gender fluid, ladies and gentlemen, homosexuality is not fluid, right? You are born that way. Remember when they told you they were born that way? Homosexuality wasn't a choice, but being heterosexual is fluid. Wow. Now, now you know what being enlightened is all about. Now you know that they had to change that lyric to make it acceptable for the gay Broadway uh, uh, <laughs> actors. I did a lot of musical comedy. I was in a show where there were three out of 25 men who were straight. Did I have a problem with them being homosexual? Not at all, because they were at the age of consent. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem if someone wants to maim themselves. If I if I were a social worker in that situation, I'd want to make sure that the person knew what they were doing because now people are coming out of the closet as having detransitioned away from what they were told to do. And that's a fascinating phenomenon that's happening more and more. But children who are not of the age of consent, absolutely, positively not. No, no, no. I will continue to be talking about the psychological aspects of this because I've seen it in my former practice. I've seen it as a former social worker, adults who were sexually abused as children. And we will be talking about it. And I'm glad it's being talked about. And I'm glad Disney's losing money. We got to go. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have our first guest. Can't wait to tell you all about him. So stay tuned here on Spouting Off.
You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. That's right, only $29.98. That's the lowest price ever. I tried every pillow from expensive down pillows that just went flat to fiber fill pillows that rebound every time you move your head. I even tried those memory foam pillows and the curve did not match my neck and it probably won't match yours. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. When I got my pillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. My pillow has a 10-year warranty, it's machine washable and dryable, and I back them with my 60-day money-back guarantee. Call or go online now to take advantage of my best offer ever. Use the promo code to get queen-size premium MyPillows regularly $69.98 for only $29.98. Get king-size MyPillows for just $5 more. It's the lowest price ever. This is a limited-time offer and not available in stores. Don't delay. Order now. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Ooh, that sounds like the beginning of some kind of music we should pay attention to. But we don't have time, so... I got to just, you know, cut right in because this is talk radio, not music radio, but we like the music that Art puts on there. Thank you, Mr. Producer. Uh, Just a little note about the last commercial, just so you know. When Mike Lindell mentions the promo code, he doesn't tell you what it is because that's a national commercial. The local promo code, the one you can use to... uh, Order my pillow is RAM. R A M stands for Right America Media, one of our sponsors. And uh, you could go to mypillow.com or call 1 800 867 0416. Well, I'm delighted to welcome our very first guest today on Spouting Off. Bonner R. Cohen. He's currently a senior political analyst at CFACT. Mr. Cohen's articles have appeared in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Investors, Business Daily, Washington Times, and many, many others. Uh, And he's been interviewed everywhere. If I tell you, I won't have time to talk to him. So (laughs) welcome, welcome, Bonner Cohen, to Spouting Off. Well, thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. I got to tell you, Bonner, our producer told me, and I loved it, he said, he has a he has a really deep voice, and I thought, 
Oh, I don't know where the voice came from, but but there you are. (laughs) He wasn't kidding. You got a great radio voice that makes people sit up and take notice. So let's sit up (laughs) and take notice. Stupid segue there to Biden's energy policies and and blaming Putin for them while he's shutting down our energy. Most everybody knows it, but why don't we drill down a little bit and tell us more about how this is happening and what you've discovered that we need to find we, we need to learn about more. Well, there are many things that can be blamed on uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, but our current energy problem and the associated inflation that is going along with it uh, are not uh, parts of that. What you're seeing with the Biden energy program is something that's really been going on for over 30 years, a concerted effort by governments, uh, environmental groups, uh, the United Nations, uh, and a lot of companies who stand to make a lot of money uh, on uh, convincing people that we need a transition uh, from fossil fuels to renewable energy. Why do we need to do that? Uh, because if we do not do that, uh, we will be endangering the planet through our use of fossil fuels, which we are told, uh, without the slightest bit of evidence, <coughs> Uh, that they are contributing to a potentially disastrous warming of the planet. So it's what's known as global warming today. It's referred to as climate change. Well, the Earth's climate is actually a fascinating subject because the Earth has been around for about four and a half billion years, and we have had all sorts of different climates on Earth, and we will continue to have them. There was a time in our past, our geological past, when the entire Earth was frozen over. It was called Snowball Earth. And there were times when there was absolutely no ice whatsoever on either the North or the South Pole. Temperatures rise, they fall, everything is in transition. Well, actually, we're quite lucky today to be living in an interglacial period, which means we're living between the last ice age and the next one. And uh-huh. if there's a climate change we need to fear, it's the, cl- it's the coming ice age, which is going to come almost with mathematical certainty sometime in the next few thousand years. So it's not anything you have to worry about. And weren't they, week, weren't they warning of that, like in the 70s, and now they You're flipped. absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. North America particularly had some very, very cold winters uh, back in the 1970s. And Time Magazine and Newsweek... And the chorus of uh, media acolytes all said we were headed into a new ice age. Well, lo and behold, things warmed back up again. And it then became politically fashionable and for many people financially very lucrative uh, to trumpet the threat of man-made global warming. Mm-hmm. Well, if you just look at the recent climatological uh, data, what you will see is temperatures rise, temperatures fall. As I said, we're actually quite lucky now. 
We're in a relatively stable climatological period. Oh, yes, we have hurricanes and tornadoes and droughts and floods and what have you, but we've always had those, and we always will. Do you know how much uh, the Earth has actually warmed up over the course of the last, oh, 150, 200 years? Barely over a degree Fahrenheit. And yes, uh, atmospheric levels of greenhouse gases are higher than they were. They're up to about 420 parts per million. That's beneficial. That's good for agriculture because anybody who ever spent a little time in a high school biology class knows that atmospheric CO2 is necessary for life. And rather than try to suppress it, we should actually welcome it. It's good for plant growth. It's good for agriculture. It helps feed 8 billion people on Earth. It's not causing the disasters that we are told it's being uh, that, that it's causing, but we are told that by people who want to use the climate as an instrument, as an excuse, as a pretext for gaining control over our lives, for telling us how what we are to do when we are to do it. That is so true. Um, I I love hearing you talk, not only your content, but that voice. Um, even the environmentalist Bonner Cohen are disingenuous in the sense that uh, they are willing to apply all kinds of shutdowns of, of making use of our own energy, but they never get mad at China or India or any other place that are great polluters. And further, just to put a fine point on it for years before the whole environmental thing uh, became, uh, you know, bully and intimidation time, which everything is these days. Uh, friends I knew said, environmentalists, there's another word for an environmentalist, that's watermelon. They may be green on the outside, but they're red on the inside, namely socialists, communists. They want to shut down America. And I think some of these environmentalists are being duped by that because they're believing the lies about climate change when really they're just supporting Marxism and communism, whether they yes, and, agree and with that or not. many of them are actually doing that, knowing full well what they're doing. Yes. Uh, some of them have been duped. The vast majority of, of your environmental organizations are duping other people. Uh, they're heavily funded by foundations, by industry, by Silicon Valley, by Hollywood, and by uh, purveyors of green energy, wind and solar, people who stand to benefit enormously uh, from the so-called energy uh, transmission that, that, that we are said to be going through. And truth means absolutely nothing to these people. They will tell you one lie after the other. They will tell you uh, that uh, the science is settled on climate change. The science isn't settled on anything. It isn't settled on gravity. It isn't <laughs> settled on why the universe is continuing to expand at an accelerating pace. It isn't. Yeah, science, science isn't something that's settled. It's an inquiry, an ongoing inquiry. What we think we know today is going to be overtaken by what we find out tomorrow. And if you try to suppress debate over climate change, 
uh, something we've uh, recently seen in a completely different area, COVID, uh, and all the, the things that we were told then that we had to go through, which contributed absolutely nothing to COVID, uh, mercifully finally becoming endemic and going away. And anybody who raised questions about the uh, efficacy of lockdowns and school closures and all that, uh, they were COVID deniers. Well, anybody who calls into question uh, the theory of man-made global warming is a climate denier. Oh, and now we have uh, election deniers, too. You know, being uh, a person exactly who puts, right. the, uh, puts the Judeo and Judeo-Christian happening to be uh, ethnically and theologically Jewish, uh, that's outrageous to call anyone with whom you disagree a denier as if they're Holocaust deniers. These uh, tactics... Uh, that's right. These you raised another good point when you pointed when you uh, mentioned uh, uh, China and India and other countries. Yes, perhaps the most disastrous thing that the Biden administration has done it it has done away with a Trump area policy of American energy independence. Trump yes. went so far as to say that would be American energy dominance. And at long last, we had freed ourselves from our long-standing dependence on the Middle East for most of our oil. What has he done? He's done away with that. Uh, he's done everything he possibly could to shut down the American oil and gas industry. And in so doing, is making us increasingly dependent on the People's Republic of China, which happens to control uh-huh. The rare earth elements and other minerals uh, that go into wind and solar power. So what we've done, rather than <clears throat> becoming self-sustaining in energy, we are now dependent on our chief geopolitical rival and are continuing to do so. Uh, it is geopolitical suicide. And we are going to pay dearly for it in much the same way that we can already see how Europeans, who have been equally duped uh, by the uh, uh, calls for uh, taking urgent action to combat climate change, so what did they do? Uh, They decided that they would shut down a lot of their uh, energy production, making them dependent on Vladimir Putin's Russia for the national gas without which their economies cannot function. Mm-hmm. As blind as the Europeans may be in many respects, they know that all these wind turbines and solar panels they have put up will never provide the power to their economies that, that their people need. Never. So now they find themselves at the tender mercies of the Russians, and they have no alternatives in the short run to deal with this. Well, that's going to be our energy future if we allow these policies to continue. Um, Bonner, I have to cut to uh, uh, several questions I was dying to ask you because we only have like two minutes, but I want you to give a quick comment. I read a very disconcerting article that over 80% of young people believe climate change is a serious problem uh, because of the endless 24-7 wall-to-wall propaganda Mm -hmm. that the media puts out. And then please... Tell everybody where they they can get your book and connect with you. The Green Wave, environmentalist, uh, Environmentalism and Its Consequences. Okay. Uh, the simplest way to do that is simply Google the Green Wave, Environmentalism and Its Consequences, and uh, it will pop up and you can order it. I would also suggest 
uh, simply check out the website uh, of the Committee for a Constructive Tomorrow, which mm. is CFACT, C-F-A-C-T dot O-R-G, CFACT.org. And there, I, along with numerous other scholars and people who follow this and related issues very closely, regularly post all sorts of fascinating articles uh, that will run contrary to what our, sadly, our children are being fed in schools and on social media and what have you. And there, uh, you will find the truth as opposed uh, to the proper, the endless propaganda that is being served up. You know what? You really answered both questions in one, didn't you? You, you answered not only in great detail the committee for a constructive tomorrow.com, uh, and I'll, we'll give those letters in just a second. But yes, there is this stunning uh, blanketing of propaganda, constant fear mongering. The tactics seem uh, profoundly suspiciously similar to the tactics being used on COVID, fear mongering, fear porn, climate, all of it. Uh, and yes, children, kids are buying into it because that's what they get. So right. go and to your website. Important. You must scare people into doing things they otherwise would, would not, not do. do. Give those letters again and we have to run off. So thank you, Bonner Co Cohen, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. It's um, cct.org. Is that right? C-F-A-C-T, C-F-A-C-T, There you go. That's what I was looking for. I couldn't find it there in my notes. Thank you so much for joining us. C-F-A-C-T.org. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll have another guest right after this. Stay tuned. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. era that music is from sounds like a little bit of a throwback art i like 70s music and i'm not afraid to say so so <laughs> it's up to you what you want to play as a bumper because he 
He gets to do that and choose what he wants. They're really short. Anyway, thanks to Art, our producer. We're going to welcome our next guest right now. This is how he's described, get this, a sarcastic, embittered veteran of the media industry. <laughs> I Need I say more? Founder of 360 Bespoke, a respected boutique PR agency in New York. Uh, he handles a full roster of clients in the lifestyle, style, beauty, fashion, startup fields. And previously, he was a vice president of communications at CBS. Oh, my. Do we want to talk to him about all kinds of things where he worked for 14 years? He P oversaw PR for many of its divisions, created Glossy Magazine Watch, and started as a journalist working with Knight Rider Newspapers and Media Week. Welcome to Spouting Off, Jeremy Murphy. Good to have you once again. Thank you for having me. You know, that introduction, you know, the sarcastic and bittered. I feel like I have to be like witty and a little <laughs> bitchy today. <laughs> Please do. Uh, this is called Spouting Off for a reason, because spouting off is good, Jeremy. Uh, it means you are not censoring yourself. And it's uh, it doesn't mean you can't be diplomatic if you want to be. But there's an awful lot of people who think only they get to say what's on your mind, but you on their minds, but you don't. So here's the place where you can say on your mind, say what's on your mind. And I've got to learn to talk. OK, so Rachel Maddow, who I do not listen to or watch MSNBC's show is going weekly starting in May. Uh, and oh, and, and let's see, Jen Pasaki is leaving the White House, uh, she can't leave soon enough for me, to go to MSNBC. The, the place is toppling, I think. Tell us about that. Well, first of all, like I want Rachel Maddow's agent because apparently she's getting more money for less work. Like, <laughs> she went from well, five days a week to one day over a week. There, So that doesn't make any, that, that certainly is a problem. I mean, have you seen the Amazon commercials uh, towing, tow towing that you can go to work for Amazon and immediately get 20 weeks of paid family leave if you get pregnant. So, well, you know, I haven't seen those, but I, I, <laughs> I, I saw Rachel's deal. And I think it was in the New York post and I was like, wow, we should all be so lucky. Um, and with, uh, Jen Saki, I, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but, um, it's a curious hire. Um, you know, because I think MSNBC, yeah, their programming is left in terms of, you know, opinion. But, you know, taking the mouthpiece from a, 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 an administration, uh -huh. you know, that's really not burnishing your news cred. Um, so yeah, but I'm, she I'm doesn't very... care. And by the way, I think I know how to pronounce it. It's like sacked in football with an I at the end. Okay. Okay. Just saying. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, I, I, I uh, yeah, <laughs> interrupted your train of thought. I want to talk to you about media in general because I grouse about media all the time. I grouse about cultural rot and the way that um, decisions get made in formerly smoke-filled rooms. Now they're in some technocratic room telling us uh, what is now acceptable to think culturally and what is not. And, and if you just look at the age of the anti-hero, criminals are victims, 
law-abiding citizens are criminals, and they're feeding this stuff to us on a daily basis through the entire media. I'd love for you to speak to that, Jeremy Murphy. Well, I, I do think social media has a lot to do with it, and social media is actually censoring um, news organizations that they don't like, and that's dangerous. Um, you know, I always thought, you know, people should get every every perspective, whether you, you whether you agree with it or not. You need, you know, you need to hear both sides. Of course. And so we're seeing, um, you know, the, uh, these platforms, Twitter and Facebook, you know, saying, we, we, you know, we'll post what you say, but we won't post anything from that organization. Um, yeah. And then we'll tell and, you that we're protecting free speech by censoring it. I love that right. one. Yeah. And I think we are also becoming a victim society. Um and that is, you know, um, everybody wants to cry to Oprah. Everybody, you know, Harry and Meghan crying about, oh, my God, like, look how <laughs> our lives are so horrible. It's like you live in a castle. You know, <laughs> how bad can it be? And yet they call everyone else privileged. I mean, right. you cannot exactly. make this stuff up, can you? you no, and it's just, you know, and also, yeah, I, the problem I find with media is, you know, uh, niche viewing and, People are looking for, they just want something to affirm what they already think. Uh-huh. And so if you're conservative, you go to Fox. If you're liberal, you go to MSNBC. If, if, you're, if you don't have a brain, you go to CNN. Um, With all respect, all self-respecting conservatives hardly watch Fox anymore, except maybe after 7 o'clock uh, you know, Central Time, right. I think. But because uh, it's not, it's not conservative during the day. It really isn't. Yeah, um, I, I'm but, not really yeah. a, a Fox viewer. I always thought, um, you know, there, there are certain ones that I, I find, you know, pretty even keel, like Brett Baer, I really like. Um, but, you know, there, my point is that, you know, um, people, if, when they have a belief, they want affirmation, uh, someone to tell them that they're right. And that was uh-huh. never the role of news. News was always, here's what happened. And you would make your own decision. You know, news would say, this is their side, this <laughs> is their side, here's what happened. And yeah. now, you, you, no one's doing that. They tell and you what to think, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Or they make you, people have their opinions and they just want someone to tell them they're right. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. You know, like, think of a kid. You know, if you only give the kid what he wants, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, ice cream. He's not going to eat anything else. And that's unhealthy, right? Yeah, and this is as obvious propaganda as I've ever seen in my lifetime. I have never seen a level of brazen, unapologetic propaganda that, uh, well, I just wrote a piece and I'll give you the line. Uh, if if they have to force you to eat it, it's baloney. You know, it, it, that's how you know it's lies when they tell you this is the only way you're allowed to think, the only right. way you're allowed to believe. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I don't need a news organization to tell me how to think, you know, I'll, I'll make, I'll make my decision up, right. Just tell me what happened, what are the facts and I will decide how I feel about it. I don't need someone else to tell me how to feel. Um, yeah, and that's and another Jeremy, thing people are looking for. Sorry. What do you do? when they blatantly leave out information, number one, and they misrepresent the information that they do tell you, because that's where we're at today. 
it's it sad is. because I grew up in a newsroom. Um, you know, my first job out of college was as a newspaper reporter, and that never happened. You know, no nobody my age went into news wanting to like with an agenda. We just wanted to tell tell what happened. Uh-huh. And you know, um, now it's like you have to come in with your, the story already written with a slant. And I honestly don't think journalists want to do that. I think it's 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 people saying, you know, we need the clicks, we need we need the viewers, we you know, uh, we we got to be provocative, we got to be sensational, um, and that's the problem. Like, we're not getting the facts. Like sometimes I'll just watch the BBC because they don't spin the news. They're like, here's what happened, and that's all I want. You know what, Jeremy? There's something even more. Uh... Uh, deeper and even more disturbing. There's always deeper and more disturbing today. Right. Right. No matter what you do, it's always worse than you think these days, which is, you know, uh, and that is if you've seen those montages that many of the news people do, usually used to be on Fox. Hannity used to do it a long time ago, but I, I can't even watch Hannity anymore, really. Um, and that is when you see the same news people from every network using not just the same position, but the exact same buzzwords and they show it to you. So you can see somebody's putting out a memo. Somebody is telling these people what to say and how to say it. These are your buzzwords. These are your talking points. And, um, give us the inside scoop. If you know it, how has that happened? It's brazen, it's obvious, and they do it anyway. Well, you know, a lot of this is, is test marketed and, and focus group. Like, nothing happens by accident, okay? This is a bit multi-billion dollar business. And someone is test marketing these, these buzzwords and seeing how people react to them. You yeah, know, but why are they all using the same ones? Who's calling the shots there? It's an illusion that all these places are competitors. They're not. Not even Fox News is really a competitor because they leave the same stories out that the other leftist news sto- news networks leave out. So somebody, not just one person, but right. some kind of a cabal, now it looks like I have a tinfoil hat on, but some <laughs> group of people are indeed putting out memos. I actually know more about this, but I thought you, you know, may have a comment about it. Not a ton, but I've seen where there really are uh, email news sites that tell you, you know, if you're a a high level uh, network exec, you're going to put out the buzzwords that you're being told to put out. What is going on? We do not have a free press anymore in this country. Yeah, a lot of that, like I was saying, you know, they yeah. know, you know, hit these buzzwords and that's what's going to get viewers' attention. And yeah. if you repeat it enough, that's when you get viewers. You know, it, it, nothing happens by accident. All this mm-hmm. stuff, you know, when they send the memo out, you know, and I'm sure every news organization does that. Here are the stories. Here's what we want to hit. This is the message we want to impart. Yeah. And I think people get that. And, you know, like I'm a news loyalist. Like, I, I, you know, I love NBC News. I grew up watching it. You know, MSNBC is a little it's gotten a little left for me. But a little. <laughs> when, you know, a news little. is news. Yeah. And it's not anymore. No, it really isn't. Let me ask you, as a media insider, Jeremy, 
what other than the obvious, you know, take everything you say with a you see with a grain of salt, but what can we do not only not to believe what we're being told, but is there any recourse, any kind of what would you recommend to try and free up the press and start getting actual news? I will give you another example. I mean, I uh, the war in Russia, Ukraine is a half a world away. But I am deeply, profoundly suspicious when I'm being told by the American news media there is only one way to think about this. There is only one good guy and one bad guy, and you have to think what we tell you. Well, that immediately makes me suspicious that there is a lot of propaganda and a lot of stuff that they're not telling me. So I'm not making a decision one way or the other, but I sure am not going to believe what the propaganda media is putting out. Here's the best way to do it. Don't watch. Television is the ultimate democracy. People vote with their remote controls. If people don't watch, they can't sell the ads. They can't, they can't monetize it. You know, media is a business, dollars and cents. And so if you don't watch, the shows fail. So if you don't feel like you're getting a full story, find somewhere where you think you can. And there's, there are credible news sources out there. Um, like I said, um, the BBC, I find very, very um, credible. Um, but They're credible about American control. news, but they still have a leftist slant, don't they? Um, you know, I find international news actually pretty much um, uh, straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I have, like, a million channels, right? You know, I'm paying a fortune with, uh, for, for, you know, Spectrum Cable. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I watch, like, three of them. But um, <laughs> there are there are news. You and me both. There. We we, we right. watch the same channels, and yet you got all these things you're paying for, right? Well, yeah. it's funny. I called Spectrum and I said, you know, again, I have a million channels. I watch four of them. Uh, um, can I lower my bill? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, take what we give you. You can order coffee a hundred and thirty-seven yep. different ways. Latte, no this, no that. Yep. Anything you want. Cable, you got to take what we give you. <laughs> oh, I have twenty. I have twenty tennis channels. I could care less about tennis, but I'm paying for them, and they're making me pay for them. <laughs> yeah, it's real fun talking to you. And you know, I want to get it in. I'm doing this a little early, but I want to get it in how they can, how our listeners can find you, follow you. Uh, where uh, can they access Jeremy Murphy's stuff? Um, okay. Um, well, I have a book out. Um, it's on Amazon.com. Uh, just put in Jeremy Murphy and you'll see all about it. Um, What's the name of the book? Let me see if I had it. I should have said it, but I didn't. What's the name of your book? It's called F Off Chloe. And it's a humor oh. book about um, a very woke, um, entitled new generation coming into the workforce. So uh. it, it's, it's kind of a spoof of... You know, young people with all their values and brands and telling, you know, us how to live our lives. Jeremy, um, I'm glad you didn't call it F off Karen, because I'm really tired of that. <laughs> oh, no. Chloe's the new Karen. I, I'm rebranding. Oh, good. Chloe is a different Karen. OK, well, I feel sorry for Chloe. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yes, I remember. Boy, that's the title of a book you cannot forget. F off Chloe. Now, do you have any position about uh, let's go, Brandon, since you used that in your book? <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't. Um, I'm generally um, 
very against wokeism and, and, and which is weird because I'm a Democrat, but all well, my this Democrat friends isn't woke. Uh, you know, let's go. Brandon isn't woke at all. No, no, but, but just, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not sure I understand what the let's go Brandon thing was. I read that Biden told let's go Brandon and it was, uh-huh. it's a kind of an insult. You uh, know what? Oh, it kind of is. Okay, Jeremy, you know, I got to have you back soon, 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 because as soon as you said you're a Democrat, now we really have to talk because you are understanding about media propaganda and all of that stuff. And I wonder if you have awakened, not woke, Uh, just so you know, uh, there were huge uh, uh, sports audiences in colleges, college sports saying F Joe Biden. And when a media person was asked, oh, they're all saying they're doing the wave and screaming. It's been going on a year. F Joe Biden. She said, oh no, they're just saying, let's go Brandon. And so let's, (laughs) let's go. Brandon became the F Joe Biden in code for conservatives, which played right into conservatives' hands, because conservatives don't like using that kind of language. It's that the left that fun. uses that language. A uh, 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 case in point: Robert De Niro, who got up at a Tony's Award and said F Trump and sat down. So oh this played Lord. into our hands, and then. It was even more so when Joe Biden himself, who is a a presidential potted plant, he doesn't know where he is half the time saying, yeah, yeah, let's go, Brandon. And he was agreeing with something he didn't even know, and his wife was horrified. Sorry to take that time, but that's the story. I'm going to have you back. Anytime. I love talking. we got to talk about the fact that you're still a Democrat and why that is. Jeremy Murphy, (laughs) thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Well, that about does it for us on this edition of Spouting Off. Uh, Tune in next time on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 1 p.m. when there will be so much to spout off about here on Spouting Off.